Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to this special edition of the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show as we review the clubs that have qualified for the 2023 U.S. Open Cup through the amateur qualification rounds uh, hosted by U.S. Soccer and being represented by the many state soccer uh, federations across the United States of America, all the way north to Maine, south to Texas, east of New York and New Jersey and Pennsylvania, West in California, and of course, Hawaii, Alaska, and all the 50 states that are part of the amateur soccer department of U.S. soccer. After 100 plus clubs representing their respective states as, as well as their respective amateur soccer leagues, it was whittled down to nine and joining the Milwaukee Bavarians who automatically qualified for the 2023 U.S. Open Cup as U.S. Adult Soccer Association champions. And sometime this month, the draw for the first round of the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup will commence. The long, tedious process of qualification, the long process, has been just amazing, exciting, at times maybe a little disappointing with some of the forfeitures we have seen in these qualification rounds. But one thing is for sure, and that, my friends, is this. These amateur sides want their spotlight. They want their moment, and they are going to get it here on the Four Years Fire American Soccer Show, as well as those who have been following this tournament ever since the spotlight was brought onto it in a very, very large scale now with the social media digital age. And we cannot forget, of course, sites like the Cup.us run by Josh Hakala. And with some of his uh, fellow writers, of course, there's Michael Batista that I know in the New York area, Joe Shantz, Jake Sillick in Florida. Uh, Joe Shantz comes from Chicago. And uh, the many, many different people who love this tournament, that enjoy covering this tournament, that wants to give those little outlets the opportunity to show what they're made of. And it's not just those clubs in Major League Soccer, those clubs in USL Championship, USL League One, but it's also those clubs in NISA and, of course, soon MLS Pro Next, and then moving on down to the NPSL and as well as USL League Two. These are the times and these are the moments 
that we all believe that this cup truly means something. Granted, whenever you watch the FA Cup on ESPN or whenever you get to watch the draws that are done over at Wembley or at the different locations all over England to see what happens to who gets drawn with whom, coming from the National League to Football League 2, Football League 1, the Championship, and of course the Premier League, to see those Davids try to knock off the Goliaths. The story that will probably be told the most currently in the FA Cup is now the club owned by television and movie stars and Rob McElhaney from Philadelphia and Ryan Reynolds coming from Canada. The Wrexham story coming a bigger, bigger story because not only are those men owning that club in Wales, but of course a part of the English pyramid, but their docuseries, Welcome to Wrexham, has been a huge, huge, big time following for everybody here in the United States. And of course, their trip to the FA Trophy final that was held at Wembley, unfortunately, Wrexham could not get that equalizing goal due to the offsides uh, over at Wembley. But you know what, though? This is the story and the stories we want to talk about. These are the stories where we want to give these amateur clubs the opportunity and the shot to stand in that spotlight, to give them that opportunity to talk about their appearance in the U.S. Open Cup to give their opportunity, their long and grueling road, four months of qualification matches, starting in September, moving on to October, then November, and then December. But if you were one of those amateur clubs that were able to earn that first round by and not even bother to be in it in September, and you go into it starting October... Well, not only were you fortunate enough to chop off one qualification round that you were able to start off fresh and see a shorter path to the opening round. That has happened for a few of these clubs in this show, especially one of them with one of my guests tonight in uh, Peter Wilt running Chicago House AC. And that, of course, will also be the two clubs that will be on Tuesday's show for there will be two shows on the Open Cup amateur sides qualifying for the U.S. Open Cup. UDA Soccer coming from New Mexico and Beeman United FC coming from the state of Tennessee. So we have wonderful times, wonderful moments here, ladies and gentlemen. This is the time now to allow these clubs to talk about their road, their trip, their moment in the sun, to talk about why, how, and how exciting was it to finally reach that moment, that giant moment to reach the draw for the first round proper of the 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. 
And the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show is one of your places to listen to and to talk to these clubs. To go out and give them that opportunity to talk about their road to success. To finally get that chance to be shared on that big stage. But for some, it's a return. And when you talk about some of these legacy clubs in the amateur levels to play in Open Cup moments, whether it be through qualifying or the actual tournament tournament proper itself, this, my friends, is what it's all about. This, my friends, is the excitement and the fun that we are all excited to have, all excited to be a part of. And let me tell you, it is a fun time, if you are an American soccer fan, to talk about the Open Cup. Because it never stops. This game never stops for anybody. This game never, ever stops to be watched and to be documented. It is absolutely a joy, a complete joy to watch the Open Cup and to watch these amateur clubs get their opportunity to do something different. We can talk about the many clubs that have had success on the amateur rankings or at the amateur level, I should say. We can't forget about the trip that Dallas Roma had many, many years ago. Most recently, of course, Christos FC. Those legacy clubs like Agen Hawks FC. Talk about those amateur clubs who have won the Open Cup in previous seasons long, long time ago. Like, of course, the New York Greek Americans. Like, of course, the New York Pancyprian Freedoms. Of course, we can't forget about the historical sides that are no longer with us, like Bethlehem Steel, like Maccabee SC out of Los Angeles. We are talking about a cup that at times, yes, I'll admit, bastardized by those in American soccer who feel just not worth the time, just not worth the opportunity. But when the opportunity comes to win a trophy and a CONCACAF Champions League spot is available to be had, without a doubt, they're going for it. And when you talk about last year's tournament with Sacramento Republic, the road that they took to get to the final and sadly bowing out to Orlando City, it goes to show you how special this tournament is. It also goes to show you in 1999, the Rochester Rhinos, now of course recently Rochester New York FC, the Rhinos are the only lower level side to win that Open Cup championship against against the Colorado Rapids. 
at Columbus Crew Stadium. Doing it in front of everybody on ESPN. Watching a second division club knocking out an MLS champion. An MLS uh, team, I should say. Back in 1999, to hoist the Dewar Cup. An amazing moment, an amazing time, and that's what you want to see with U.S. soccer. That's the moment you want to go into to talk about this Open Cup tournament. And we're going to do it all over again once we get the official date for the first round draw and who will be selected against whom in the opening round. And then, of course, later on in the following week, who will be uh, who they will face in the second round proper with USL League One and possibly as well as USL Championship Clubs, that's when we'll find out. And we'll also find out who will officially be joining them from USL League Two and in the NPSL. So get ready, folks. This is going to be exciting. This is going to be uh, wonderful to watch. Uh, and at the same time, brand new broadcasting partner of US Soccer, not only for the men's and women's national teams will they be on Turner through TNT and as well as the HBO Max app for those matches with our national teams, but also the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. All matches, all rounds. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. Cannot wait. One second. And um, one second, please, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. And thank you, um, ladies and gentlemen, for holding for just one moment. Um, I, I just received news today that my grandmother... Uh, Barbara Klein, my my grandmother Barbara Klein of 94 years old, a um, a uh, Holocaust survivor, has just passed away. And um, I'm I'm gonna be doing the show still, but. Um, and um, it's just been – I just got this news. I'm, go, I'm going to get through this show, ladies and gentlemen, uh, tonight. I just learned from my mother who just called me. And um, it's very, very difficult right now. But I'm going to get through – Um, it's just been very, very hard um, right now. I don't, I'm trying to do a show here and I will do this show tonight uh, because I, 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 I promise to. Um, it's been, it's now difficult for me to find the words. Okay. 
So it's um, it's it's just hard. It's just hard right now to um, process what it's just come across uh, the news that I have to um, inform everyone uh, that my grandmother, Holocaust survivor Barbara Klein, has just passed away at the age of 94. So um, I will be um, contacting um, others, I guess, but um, right now it's just hard at the moment to um, process what's going on right now. But um, I'm going to try and do my show, and um, I will be um, um, – but the show must go on, and um, I have to – Move on forward here as um, two clubs in Florida have advanced to the Open Cup first round proper in the draw. And it will be Club De Leon from Orlando, Florida, um, a club that uh, the first I am hearing of. And Orlando has been known to have a lot of Strong clubs, obviously, Orlando FC Wolves has been one of them. Uh, and their, their road, uh, basically, uh, starting off against Deportivo Lake Mary with a uh, round one victory with a 3-0 win. And then, of course, that battle of Orlando clubs in the amateur levels in round two. 3-1 victory over Orlando FC Wolves. And then moving on to round three. And that is, of course, Florida Premier. And they beat them by a final of four goals to two. And then finally, on the road in South Carolina and Club De Leon defeating South Carolina United Heat by a final of two goals to one in extra time now. is a little bit murky because Club De Leon has joined NISA and they'll be part of, well, they're part of NISA Nation and so um, we'll see what happens with the amateur team that will uh, be Club De Leon uh, those players will be a part of it. Will they go to represent NISA and not be allowed to participate in the Open Cup and have someone uh, claim their, their spot? Um, we'll see what happens on that. But one thing is for sure, the, there will be a club representing Club De Leon, a group of players, uh, but will it be a situation where Club De Leon proper will be the professional side players, and will it be a Club De Leon two side that will represent the amateur players who qualified for the Open Cup? So,
So we'll see what happens there. So it's going to be a very interesting time to see what happens with Club De Leon and how they will be a part of the Open Cup. So we'll see what happens. But um, other than that, uh, congratulations to Club De Leon for qualifying for the Open Cup. And we'll see what the situation will be. And as we get ready for talking about one second, please, folks, I'll be right back. I apologize, folks. Um, my uh, my mother was calling me because of my grandmother's passing. So, um, it, it, it right now, it's just a little bit hard right now to talk. But um, let's go to South Florida now. Miami United, they advance, of course, again to the Open Cup, starting with a round one home win over Florida Brothers. Three goals to one. Round two on the road against Inter Soccer Association, 5-0. Round three, a 3-2 victory at home over the city soccer side. And then in round four, they hosted Naples City with a 2-1 victory. And they are advancing to the Open Cup first round. And it's just just um really really um fun and interesting to watch these open cup teams in the amateur levels been a lot of fun watching this happen Uh, to see this happen. And uh, I just can't wait for the first round draw to happen. And um, it's just been... It's just been a lot of fun to uh, watch these amateur clubs fighting it's just been hard very hard uh to watch these um these clubs I shouldn't say it's hard I apologize I'm I'm still in shock ladies and gentlemen for my grandmother's passing um finding out from my mother what happened that um 
just another sad moment uh, for me uh, to talk about soccer. I know that um, the show has to continue on. <clears throat> I cannot cancel this show, um, but I uh, just want to move on and move forward here and uh, say, you know, we always talk about these amateur sides, how strong they are, how good they are. And we just have to say that um, it's going to be exciting when these, when these two Florida teams uh, get into the Open Cup first round. You know, like I said already, we've talked about these amateur sides. And uh, we just hope that these teams, they they do well and that they are able uh, to get on a very good run. Uh, It should be interesting to see who they will face, whom, uh, you know, in the opening round draw once that gets announced. But um, we have to... Um, we just uh, have to make sure that, you know, they give us a good game. They give us a solid opportunity for a fun time. And uh, it's just a very, very um, just a little difficult for me to talk, and hopefully, um, I'll, I'll get this out of out of the way a little bit after I play this recording and. Let's go straight to the recording now. I have on with me a gentleman who was featured on U.S. Soccer's Open Cup page, and he is um, the club director of sports for Lansdowne Yonkers and, of course, a former um, English footballer who has joined Lansdowne Yonkers here in New York. And that is Mr. Shamir Mullings. And here is that recorded interview right now. And welcome back to the special edition of the American Soccer Show as we review the amateur sides have qualified for the 2023 Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Joining me right now is a gentleman who is no shy of being involved with FA Cups galore, but is getting ready for his Open Cup moments here with Lansdowne Yonkers. It is Mr. Shamir Mullins, he is the club director of sport for Lansdowne, and he joins me right now. Shamir, good evening, and how are you tonight? Good evening, I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on here. How and you doing? Thank you for joining me, and let me say congratulations once again as Lansdowne Yonkers, the boys in the green and white in upstate New York, just over the border of New York City, are back in the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Thank you for having me again. Thank you. Thank you for 
being a part of this. And, of course, for some of those that are not aware of you, being a former professional footballer as well, with uh, such clubs as South End United, Forest Green Rovers, Macclesfield Town, Aldershot Town, Dagenham, and uh, Redbridge, this must be something special for you when you get involved in domestic knockout cup competition. Yes, indeed. I mean, football in a whole is very special, but there's nothing like domestic cup competitions where you get the opportunity to play the top end of, you know, quality soccer in the country. Um, the fight as a lower league club is always, the desire is always, you know, get as high and as far as you can in the competition. And, you know, I want us as Lansdowne boys to make a name for ourselves in this cup competition. Absolutely, and uh, cannot wait once the draw is announced to see where Lansdowne will end up in the opening round sometime in late March. And let's go ahead and review uh, all four of your matches in the qualification rounds that start in September. Uh, a home match... Uh, against Manhattan Kickers, and you basically obliterated them 5-0 over at Tippett's Brook Park in uh, downtown Yonkers. That must have been probably one of the best matches this club has had in the qualification rounds to start off. Yeah, all credit to Manhattan Kickers. They were a good, they were a good side, but I think um, we did show our quality on that day. We came together, and we wasn't shy of scoring. Um, and when we showed a great performance, we showed why we are who we are that day. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And then you go to the second round, you head over to Long Island uh, to take on the New York Greek Americans. Now, of course, uh, Open Cup champions uh, in their right as well. And it looked like at first that they were going to take a lead on you, but I believe a goal was disallowed. And then all you your side did was just walk them off the park with a 3-0 victory to move on to the next qualification round in November. Yeah, again, New York Greek Americans are a great team. Um, but what we do have in our squad is we have a lot of depth. So the gaffer has a tough choice of picking the starting eleven, but he does know that if we do need to tweak and change a few things, he has good quality coming off the bench as well. So... We showed that in that game that, you know, we are we are a full squad and not just a starting eleven. Absolutely. And then you moved on to take on, I would say, a scrappy Oyster Bay United side. They did well last year advancing to the Open Cup for the very first time. But, you know, those suburbs of New York City, you know, Long Island, Westchester County, uh, that battle back home at Tibbet Brooks, Tibbet's Park, 4-1 um, victory for Lansdowne, and you're on your way to the final round in December. Yeah, so the Oyster Bay game was a very good game for us. Um, we had a lot of our youth team players that came to watch us and a lot of supporters, thanks to our PCA committee and our board um, for getting everybody there. Um, it was a great, great day out for the boys, and, you know, we prevailed that day. The quality showed, and, you know, again, I have to credit all these teams that come to play us because they are good sides, but it does show the quality that we have and the depth that we have when we come against um, opposition. Mm -hmm, absolutely, and then uh, for the first time you leave the state of New York, you come over the Hudson River to play uh, SC Vistula Garfield over in Clifton, New Jersey, and that one, 2-0 victory, and that stamped Lansdowne's ticket back to the Open Cup first-round draw 
Uh, big celebration, obviously, uh, on that uh, pitch for you and all of your uh, teammates uh, for Lansdowne to send them back to the Open Cup. Yes, again, the last game, I think the, 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 our manager, Sean Kelly, and, and, and coach um, Craig Purcell, they got everything right during these games in the sense of the team selections. And, and, and everything went really swimmingly well for us. Um, I'm not going to say it was easy. No game we come against was no no team we come against was easy. Um, but they got it right. And again, the boys put in a great performance. I myself was injured for the Oyster Bay game, but I came. I'm coming back to full fitness now. And for the first round proper, I will be fit. So hopefully, I can. You know, show to the coach and the manager that I am, you know, ready for selection if needed. Let me ask you this. I mean, obviously it's an amateur side, but how surprised were you to see the level of talent uh, in the Yonkers area? And not just in Yonkers, but the neighboring towns north of Yonkers or those that probably just come over the border of McLean Avenue, probably from the Bronx, uh, to play for Lansdowne and be a part of this club that's always been one of the dominant sides in the New York City slash Southern State area. I mean, I was at first I was very surprised to see the quality. I didn't actually because you know there's a stigma that you know England is the hub for football, where we would call soccer, um, and the quality for football is a lot higher. So when I came to New York, I didn't expect the quality to be as high as it would, as it is, should I say. And the fact that I found Lansdowne and, you know, there's a lot of ex-professionals here and young boys that really want to make it, um, it was very surprising and overwhelming, to be fair. But I'm happy that, you know, I found such a great club and I've joined and mingled with great people. And obviously the Cosmopolitan League, which is now celebrating 100 years of existence and... uh, since 1923, when you're facing these opponents from the Cosmopolitan League or any other leagues in the New York State area or even in New York City, how surprised were you for the quality uh, within this area? I was, I was, again, I was very shocked and very surprised um, of the, the level that, you know, some of these teams and some of the players want to get to and some of that they're actually at at the moment. Um, it's very surprising to see, but you know, again, coming from a footballing background, from a from from a city where football is everything, it's, it's good to see and it's good to be a part of. And obviously, you know, as being the director for the club, uh, you must speak with the parents of the the children that wants to be a part of Lansdowne. You know, they probably do have some form of aspirations of being a part of a a club that has done so well. I mean. The accolades are just, you can just basically count them as many off your fingers of the titles that they've won. Of course, they have won the USASA championship a couple of years ago. Uh, and to also, you know, have that automatic qualification into the Open Cup. Um, when you talk to these parents, what what do they say to you? And are some of these parents, of course, the fathers, maybe former footballers of this club that have had that opportunity? So we have a few that are former, former football players, and we do have avid football supporters as well. Um, it's, it's such a great thing to have and a, a, a first team where the kids can, you know, idolize that. That's a road that they can go down if they continue playing well. 
So it, it, it's great. And the parents also are now buying into that our senior team is is a top end, the minimum of where their kids can get to. So if they continue to play well and they continue to have a good attitude and, you know, attend training and be there on time and just behave professionally, that's a role that they can come to with a senior team that is full of success. When Lansdowne gets announced, uh, whoever you're going to be playing against, um, whether it be in New York or New Jersey, maybe even Pennsylvania, we'll find out um, when the draw does happen. Uh, all these matches will be online, will be on the uh, HBO Max app or on their website at the play, hbomax.com site. What is that going to mean to you to finally say you've made it and the club has made it on a national level here in the United States? That would be amazing. As a club, it's, it's always good to get the exposure, and I feel like we can now show to the world on the national side that we are, you know, not just a small club from Yonkers. We are actually one of, in my opinion, the best clubs in, in the US, United States, amateur level. Um, and we just got to go back and prove to everybody that is watching that that's what we are. So, with the amount of pubs up and down McLean Avenue and being a <laughs> resident of the Bronx, because I'm well aware of it, how many have bought you a pint and they've said, keep the wallet in the pocket, you don't have to buy another <laughs> round? You know, I, I don't often go into the pubs myself, but, you know, there are quite a few um, that, you know, a couple of the boys go into every now and then. Um, and there are a few, you know, sponsors that come from there. So it's great to see that there's a lot. But I personally, I tend not to go in into them. I'm, I'm not really a fan of it. Oh, all right. You're still being modest, but I understand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but let me just say, uh, Shamir, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And good luck to you and as well as Lansdowne Yonkers back in the Open Cup. And hopefully uh, the club can make a big run and just move on deep into uh, facing uh, a professional side, whether it be third division, second division, or the top or the top dogs in the United States. I really appreciate it. We're going to work hard and do everything we can to try and get an MLS team or you know a USL Championship team. I think that'll be really good for the club. We've done it before, and there's no reason as to why we can't do it again. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. No problem. You take care. And that was Shamir Mullings from Lansdowne Yonkers as uh, they will once again advance into the U.S. Open Cup through the qualification rounds as they are going to be a fun one to watch as always. Uh, One of the newer legacy sides, you would say, for the Open Cup as we get ready for a big-time run. Could it be them? Can it be them? Uh, I would like to think so. I would like to think that they are one of those that can actually do the job. But one thing is for sure is that You cannot mess around with a club like that. You will not mess around with a club like that. So they're going to be tough as nails. 
They're going to be very, very hard to face off against and play against. And it's going to be a lot of fun here when we get to that moment. Uh, one thing is for sure, ladies and gentlemen. One thing is for sure. Uh, these teams are going to be fun to watch, especially Lansdowne. I feel like they're, they're going to be a fun team to watch. And um, we will have to wait and see what the situations will be so it's going to be So it's uh, it's going to be uh, very, very difficult to see who they'll face. Now, we don't know what will happen uh, afterwards. And um, it's just one of those things uh, that I cannot wait to uh, to see these clubs going at it and having some fun. And we're going to have a lot of fun here right now. So, so we're going to have some fun here once again. I know I've been saying it. It's been I'm doing this with a heavy heart tonight. Uh, I just learned of the passing of my grandmother, uh, who was 94 years old and a Holocaust survivor. It's it's just been um, heart wrenching for me, but I'm getting through this show, one way or the other. So uh, it's uh, it's just been hard, but uh, we're definitely going to get through this, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So. And so uh, let's see what happens moving forward. Uh, And just waiting for my next guest to uh, call in from West Chester United, the head coach of uh, Mr. Blaise Santangelo, as we get ready for tonight to talk about West Chester United. as they qualified for the Open Cup. Of course, those Pennsylvania sides, they have tons of history as well. Tons of history. 
as they have been uh, trekking Zero, five, five, the Open nine, Cup qualifications four. as we uh, await for them. As we are uh, getting ready to talk, and here he is right now, the head coach of Westchester United, Blaze Santangelo, joining me right now. Good evening, Blaze, and how are you today? Good, Daniel. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you, you for joining me tonight. Congratulations on your club qualifying for the U.S. Open Cup in 2023. Thank you very much. Very much appreciated. Now, for those of us that are not familiar with the uh, the amount of talented clubs in the state of Pennsylvania, especially around the eastern side of Pennsylvania with the Philadelphia area and so on, how competitive is it? Obviously, there's United German Hungarians, the Ukraine Nationals, your club, but how competitive is it? And how many clubs in your league, it's always a, is it always a dogfight? to get those three points. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, uh, Vernig, Erskenberg, VE, UGH, Yuki's, uh, Phoenix, uh, these are some of, uh, you know, Colonial SC, these are some of the clubs that we're constantly battling. Uh, There's a team out in Lancaster as well, Lancaster SC, Um, all really, really great clubs that, you know, look to get out and play weekly and, um, you know, we always feel like we need to be staying ahead of them on the training pitch, and uh, you know, we it's, it's out of the um, the USL of Pennsylvania, uh, which has been around for you know quite a long time. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we get hardened uh, in our league play, and that allows us to compete in state, national cups, as well as U.S. Open Cup. Absolutely, and you know, once again. Uh, these qualification spots are really, really hard to get to. But, you know, once again, uh, your side has always been one of those top sides in recent times in the amateur level, uh, whether you, of course, you have an NPSL side participating as well. But, um, you know, overall, you know, it's always a dogfight for those Open Cup spots when you got to take on these clubs, whether they're within the state of Pennsylvania or uh, the surrounding states in the north and the south and the west of you. Yeah, so we, um, uh, let's see, in the last seven years, we've qualified uh, we, it, through um, open qualifying. We've qualified twice. We've qualified out of the MPSL back in uh, 2009, 2019, and then in the USL2, we have a USL2 team that's entering its third season this summer. Uh, that USL2 team qualified in last year's tournament. So we have many different ways of qualifying uh, opportunities since we have three different tracks to get to the tournament. And, um, you know, we bring in 120 kids every summer, so we have a huge summer program with college-age kids. And then our men's program plays uh, locally and in state cups uh, in September through uh, May, June, and then our summer stuff. Starts. So, 
I mean, I just got came off the field. I was a couple minutes late. We had our US, our second USL2 tryout uh, this evening. So, yeah, we're constantly moving along and, um, you know, keeping the plates spinning on these sticks, you know? Absolutely, and uh, I cannot wait to see what your team is going to do in the opening round. Uh, but let's go ahead and take a look once again, your road to uh, the qualification spot here. Let's start off in September, round one. Uh, you took on local Philadelphia Ukraine Nationals uh, at their place, and it was a 2-1 victory. Um, I mean, you've seen the Ukraine Nationals in the past, of course, a former Open Cup champion in their own right. How difficult was that match, and uh, what did they do to try and uh, harass you, and what did you do to beat them on this one? So that was our actually our first match of the year i believe and uh they you know it's the first time in their tour- in the tournament for quite a while i actually played there uh during college so I, I know that that club well and very friendly with all the people up there and um you know their coaching staff good friends of ours uh they they just did really well we we missed some opportunities they had a good goalkeeper on the day they had a couple of really young players that we hadn't seen before and, you know, in the end, you got to put the ball in the net. We didn't have the best finishing day, but, you know, um, good teams find a way to win on bad days. And, uh, you know, they have a lot of promise coming. They're starting to push a lot of uh, a lot into their men's program to revitalize it as they went with the MPSL this summer for the first time. So, uh, yeah, it was great, great win for us to get through. Um, and... They were formidable opponents that day. Yes, they were. Um, and, of course, another trip uh, in uh, – I mean, it looks like you basically your first three rounds remained in the eastern side of Pennsylvania. Uh, once again, it's uh, on the road against uh, United German Hungarians, and you really cleaned their clocks 4-0. That must have been a really uh, tough opponent, even though you got them good. So uh, the UGH, they've been really working hard, bringing our club back. Um, you know, I, I would like to say that we've taken lead in southeastern PA over the last, in 2015, when we won the Werner Fricker Cup. And with all the other soccer we have going on, we also won the Werner Fricker Cup this year. In 2018, we went to the national finals in the Amateur Cup. But I, I think we've taken lead. But everybody's getting extremely serious about the clubs, which is awesome. Um you know, rising tides raises all ships. And, you know, even though it was 4-0, I mean, we did have some uh, – early on, they had some really great opportunities. Um, we had some good saves by our goalkeeper and our back line. Um, but they are adding on young players. Some of their players have come out of our, pro, our U23 program and are playing there now. And total respect for those guys. I would say after 60 minutes, we kind of really put it on them. And uh, I think our, our team fitness and our training showed along with our quality. Exactly. Now, I, I need you to help me with the pronunciation of this next club because I, I don't want to butcher it because I know I, I, I feel like I've been butchering their name for so many years now, ever since I see them attempting to qualify for the Open Cup. But you did defeat them 4-0. Uh, it's... Erzgebirge, Erzgebirge, how do you pronounce their first, the, 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 the name of the club, the whole thing? Well, well, normally we keep it simple and just say V-E. However, it is Vernig Erzgebirg. Vernig Erzgebirg. Okay, good. 
Thank you so great, much. Great group, Thank you because I great group of people. Yeah, great group of people at that club, social club, uh, as well as uh, the soccer uh, club. You know, Rob Oldfield, good buddy of mine. He he works hard on his club, and uh, they're always a formidable opponent. They won our league last year. You know, we were kind of. Well, I mean, we kind of concentrated a little more on the National Cup, but um, they did a super job last year. They were awesome. Um, and this year we, we got them, I think we got them two or three times because we played them in state cups. But they're always formidable opponents. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a grass field up there. You know, we don't always play on a grass field. But, uh, you know, a 4-0 result for them, against them, is like a Super Bowl for us because they're, you know, uh, week in and week out, year in and year out, they're usually our second hardest opponent in our area. And uh, Actually, finally, I apologize. Our, uh-huh. our hardest opponent in our area. I apologize. No, that's okay. That's quite all right. No problem at all. Um, you know, this is. Uh, I mean, you you know these clubs better than I do, so you know you know how to play against them. So uh, you know, I appreciate uh, everything you're talking to me about uh, about them. And finally, uh, another road trip, but outside of uh, Pennsylvania, you headed to uh, face Nova FC, Northern Virginia FC. And, you know, they're a tough cookie to play against and a tough nut to crack, but you were able to get a 2-1 victory, especially at their place, to qualify for that open spot, for that open cup spot. What type of, uh, what did they throw at you, and how were you able to repel that? So, first of all, I'd like to give them a shout-out. Uh, Mo, uh, who owns the club there, a great guy. Uh, he and his sons do a wonderful job. Uh, the Sheetas, they do an awesome job with their program. Uh, you know, we've played them down there uh, in the USL 2 two years ago. Uh, last year, we lost to them in PKs in the Amateur Cup uh, quarterfinal. They ended up going on to the national final. Um, so it's been really, really, um, difficult to play them. Uh, uh, they, you know, they've, we, they, they're always tight games, right? So, um, they have a lot of talent and, you know, I actually, I actually did not make that game. Uh, rarely do I miss a game, but one of my former players was getting married and you have to make some life decisions. And I decided to attend the wedding and I sent, uh, Harry Shoplift, uh, one of our uh, coaches on our staff, he played pro. He's a great coach, and I knew that the guys would play for him. Uh, he went and handled that with our crew, our group. And um, I think, I think in the end, after watching a lot of the video, you know, we got fouled quite a bit all over that field. They they were not going to let us get out of there easy, but we had some real unbelievable uh, individual efforts in that match. Um, Levi Maruka is one. Um, uh, you know, Mike Gonzalez had a great game. Our goalkeeper played well. Cam Sanders, back line, did very well. We were missing a couple of our starters, as most clubs do. You, sometimes you don't have everybody to travel, uh, and life happens. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty good on the road. I will tell you, we did play four games on the road uh, in this qualifying. Uh, three of them, yes, were within an hour, hour and 15 minutes from us. But, you know, and the last time we were in up for qualifying, we also played four games in a row, and we ended up getting through. So we feel very confident playing on the road. We travel well. Our guys are committed. They're committed to training. Uh, 
uh, and uh, we got a really good group, and it's uh, we have a lot of talent, so you really have to be involved on a weekly basis uh, to be getting on the field. Um, so I want to thank the U.S. Open Cup for always putting us on the road. They save us a lot of referee fees. <laughs> That's always the thing, isn't it? Who are you, so, you know, finally, uh, who are you expecting to face in the opening round? Who would you want? Um, I mean, I know the lists have not been announced yet for NPSL and uh, USL League 2, but who would you like to face? Someone local, at home, on the road? Who would you like to think you're going to be facing off against uh, when we get ready well, for uh, that, that opening round draw? Well, um, we haven't had an opening – we haven't had a uh, home USL or U.S. Open Cup game since 2017, so it would be nice to get one. Uh, we did change venues for this year, so uh, hopefully we'll get something there. However, um, you know, last year we played Motown, who we know from the MPSL and from uh, regional um, cups. Uh, it wouldn't be bad to go back up there or for them to come here especially since what happened where we had to play uh, there, there was a situation where we had to replay the, the first game um, and there are friends. And then we have our friends down out of the uh, USL two, uh, which is ocean city. Um, they got the best of us last year in the USL two. So it wouldn't be bad to play them again. Um, you know, and then maybe, uh, I don't know. There's another team in Manhattan. I mean, I'm thinking they're the they're the ones that those three might be uh, the teams that we play. I, I can't imagine we're going to go any further than that. Yep. No, I understand. We'll see what happens uh, once that draw is announced, and hopefully it'll be a lot of success uh, and a good run from your guys. Uh, Blaze, listen, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Good luck in the Open Cup this year, and um, you know, continued success for your club. Daniel, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, you too. Thank you. Blaise Santangelo from Westchester United uh, as their club advances to the Open Cup first round draw. And talking about this, man, do I have to say it again? I might have to because he's done it again. Another club going into the Open Cup, this time through qualification, and Chicago House gets their trip to the U.S. Open Cup. Peter Wilt joins me right now. Peter, uh, congratulations with Chicago House. You've advanced the Open Cup first-round draw. How does it feel now? Instead of an automatic position to qualify, you had to go through qualification to get that spot. Well, first of all, it's great to talk to you again, Daniel, and Happy New Year. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it it feels different than the other appearances in U.S. Open Cup. And I, I think I'm fortunate to have gone through the qualifying process now. I think it helps me appreciate the tournament even more. And, and you know, I've always been a huge advocate for this tournament uh, and always just embraced it and, and loved it. Uh, but I've been spoiled a bit <laughs> because my club's, being professional teams have always automatically been uh, qualified for it. So going through the amateur qualifying route is very different. And it just gives you a sense of appreciation of the work that has to be done 
just to get into this tournament. No, I agree with you. And to go on the road or to host these types of games against these clubs that, you know, they're no, they're not, I mean, you know, they're, they're at an amateur level. Uh, you're not bringing in big, big names from across the globe to come play for Chicago or Indy or forward Madison. Uh, you're getting local Chicagoans or those that live in Chicago uh, to come play for your side. And it must have been really a fun time for you. I mean, you must have been like in somewhat of, a, of an element of surprise and fun. Yeah, absolutely. It was gratifying, I think, is the best word, because, you know, we, we did it with very limited resources. And it was the same uh, for our opponents. You know, we won one game at home, and it was a, a brilliant game against 1927 Fort Wayne that went through extra time and then uh, into penalty kicks before it was decided with our goalkeeper actually um, not only making the game-winning save, but then scoring the game-winning penalty. And, and that was the, the, the home match. And then we went on the road uh, to Louisville, and to Boston, and doing it with very limited resources because we're we're we're, we're not a, a wealthy club by any means. <laughs> In fact, you know we're, we're we're trying to rub two nickels together uh, to keep this thing going, and having everyone pitch in, and we had staff members that were donating frequent flyer miles so that we could uh, get enough airline tickets to get out of out to Boston. And having that sort of sacrifice and commitment, uh, it's, it's something that you don't always see on the professional level. And um, it's another side of the Open Cup that prior to this, I, I only saw from a distance. And being part and parcel of it was gratifying. So even if we didn't qualify for it, I would have still had a new admiration for the amateur clubs throughout the country that go through this process. What does that mean to you about the, the Chicago soccer community that they have been there? I mean, you know, those days when, you know, with the Chicago fire, uh, other amateur sides, including what you've done. And let's be honest to them, you know, your name is basically gold because they will follow you anywhere and everywhere for soccer inside Chicago and even in the suburbs. Well, I'm very humbled uh, by that. Um, and it's, it's uh, rewarding, and I'm appreciative of the, the local soccer community, the amateur soccer community uh, that's now you know, represented in the Midwest Premier League, folks that I've known uh, for a long time, uh, that I've crossed paths with um, in uh, my professional days. Uh, you know, guys like John Hall with DeKalb County United, Ante Lankar with RWB Adria, uh, the folks up at Milwaukee Bavarians. I mean, these are folks that, you know, I've, I've known, they've been friends uh, for, know, for decades. And now to be competing with them in amateur soccer is uh is very rewarding it's, it's wonderful um the midwest premier league where uh, a lot of the competition is 
uh, in our amateur circles here for the Open Cup and other competitions is really one of the best uh, competitions in the country. It's well run. Um, the administration, the leadership of the, the league, as well as these individual clubs, not just in Chicago and in Illinois, but in Region 2, you know, in, in Michigan and Iowa and Wisconsin and Illinois, now expanding to Missouri um, and Indiana. Uh, it's really impressive. I'll, I'll use the term professional. It's a very professionally run league. It may be a, an amateur league or a semi-pro league, but it's run as a professional league. And to be, um, you know, operating in, in the circles with these folks is um, uh, very rewarding, and I, I, I respect them uh, as much as possible. Um, you know, we've seen crazy games during the uh, proper rounds in the Open Cup, and occasionally we get crazy scores in the Open Cup. That match at uh, Brockton FC, Peter, that to me is the craziest game I have ever seen, not because of the scoring, not because it went too long penalty kicks, but the sun is setting and the, the, the floodlights are not even being turned on. What the hell happened there? Oh, my gosh. I was uh, talking to uh, Jonah Fantella from U.S. Soccer this morning about it. Uh, he oversees the U.S. Open Cup content for U.S. Soccer. And we, we were having that same conversation, that weird stuff happens in the Open Cup, right? And yep. I, I guess it kind of makes sense that in the qualifying rounds, even weirder stuff should happen because – you know, these are clubs that don't have a lot of resources and they can't always spend money to make sure weird stuff doesn't happen. <laughs> and in this case, uh, the hosts were unable or unwilling to accommodate the game with the bare minimum of minimum standards. Um, the, the lack of lights was the most prominent and most talked about after this match because it was one almost in pitch dark. In fact, the, the extra time was shortened because the referees recognized that the sun wasn't going to cooperate and stay up. And so they shortened the extra time so we could get the penalty kicks in, even though it ended up being basically uh, pitch black. Uh, and it wasn't a lack of light. The lights were there. Uh, the host just didn't make accommodations to have them used. And that wasn't the only thing that was weird about it. Um, the, it was at a high school, which is fine. The field itself was fine. Uh, the stands were fine. Um, there was a press box. We didn't have access to it. There was a scoreboard. It wasn't able to be used. Uh, there were restrooms in the building. We weren't allowed in. Uh, there were locker rooms and showers inside the building. Again, we weren't allowed access to it. So it was it was sad in some ways, unprofessional certainly, uh, but also caused for some weird situations. 
Um, our team administrator desperately needed to go to the bathroom at halftime, and so uh, we had to drive her, you know, a uh, half mile or a mile to the nearest grocery store <laughs> to accommodate that. And I'm sure other people were finding other creative solutions to use a restroom in a, a, a location that wasn't allowing us to use any. And this is the open cup. You know, it's 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 funny, it's sad, uh, but it's things that are memories. And we, we'll look back years from now, and I, I may not remember much about the first game, the second game, or the third game, but I'll remember this final round because of the lack of lights, because of the lack of other amenities. And it was brilliant. Our guys, our coaches, our staff, our players, we had one of our other owners come and make the trip. They had an incredible experience. They bonded as a unit. Some of these, I'll say lack of amenities, cause help the team bond. You know, it's like let's unite around each other against all these um, challenges we're facing outside of our own group. And it was wonderful to see them unite and be rewarded for it. It really was. And I got to say, I mean, I think that's, I mean, I've, I've heard of, you know, shall we call it, um, shall we call it the dark arts of this game at times on the professional level, <laughs> but I never expected to be this bad on the amateur level. My God, what in the hell was that all about? Uh, just, just absolutely. That's just terrible. That's just absolutely terrible. What, uh, what you've just told me, what Brockton did. I, I guess it sounds like they thought they were going to, you know, defeat you handedly and not even worry about extra time. I don't know. I, I, I do wonder if that was not even considered. Um, I was talking to Jonah this morning about it, that, you know, the game was scheduled to start at 2 o'clock, and it, it was pretty much around that. And, you know, Sun was scheduled to set shortly after uh, 4 o'clock. So if the game would have concluded in regulation, it would have been kind of dark. I mean, it was overcast, and the sun was down below the horizon there. Uh, but if it was going to extra time, they needed to be prepared for that, and they weren't. If they would have simply started the game an hour earlier or, I don't know, maybe paid to use the lights, uh, that situation would not have happened. But, again, it's a memory that's made. Um, you know, we've had situations when I've been with Major League Soccer teams or um, lower division professional teams, and it, it seems to happen. The Open Cup seems to bring it out, and it's, it's, it's part of the beauty of the tournament. And I, I even believe that even if we would not have won and advanced, I still would be smiling about about the occurrences of that game uh, because they created memories. It really, really does. And, uh, you know, this is going to be interesting for you because usually you have to wait till maybe second round draw, third round draw, fourth round draw to see where your, your respective clubs are going to be playing against an opponent. But now you're going to be waiting for the opening draw for the first round proper sometime this month. How important and exciting is that for you guys, uh, especially for yourself, I should say, because you haven't been at the very start of an Open Cup tournament before. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, 
I'm looking forward to see who we're drawn against. It's unlikely we're going to host. Um, I think we're going to uh, pass on submitting a home venue for the first uh, one or two rounds, and we'll likely go on the road, which in the early rounds, it's regional and travel won't be too extensive. We'll likely uh, be matched up, I imagine, against the Chicago or Milwaukee Club, uh, Milwaukee Bavarians, got an automatic qualification, as did uh, Chicago FC United. So those are two possibilities. If we're fortunate enough to advance to the second round, um, Forward Madison or maybe the new club in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, are possible options. And if we somehow advance further, Indy 11's out there. So, you know, there's some of my former teams that are uh, potential uh, matchups in the future, but uh, we'll have to do take care of our own business uh, before that happens. Yep, definitely there, Peter. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Good luck to see who you're going to get drawn against, and um, good luck this year in the Open Cup. Thanks so much, Daniel. All my best. Thank you. And once again, it's Peter Wilt from Chicago House AC as they qualify for the Open Cup. Time to say goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. I have to go. And um, it's just been uh, fun to talk about the Open Cup. And uh, we're going to have to probably push back the second review show for next Friday um, as I have to now take care of uh, – personal issues and personal matters that are going on. But I want to thank my guests tonight, Shamir Mullings from Lansdowne Yonkers, Blaise Santangelo from Westchester United, and just recently now, Peter Wilt from Chicago House. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. Thank you. Take care so long and bye-bye for now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.